Goose Grease because there ain't a fighting man in this bird, and that's counting the marshal. He rode off, fast, because I'd used up a couple of minutes when he should have been riding. I sat down and put my back against the cottonwood and rolled a smoke. He hadn't answered my question. It's another way he was smart. He never had answered the question. That was why I asked it the thirteenth time. If I got into trouble, Barney and Babe wouldn't be coming back for me. That was plain. But I still wasn't backing out. If I got into trouble, I'd handle it. I suppose any smart man looks ahead. Same with a woman, I expect. It sure was the trouble with Annie Peck. She'd been way too good at looking ahead. That was how I got hooked up with Barney Logan and Babe Dode. I'd been going with Annie for a couple of years, figuring on marrying her all that time. I thought she'd been figuring the same with me. We had an understanding that seemed plain enough. I had a steady job writing for the Box A, and I'd been saving all I could so we'd start married life with a little spread of our own. I had about $200 in the bank, and I'd done without a lot of things to put it there. But it wasn't enough to suit Annie. The night before I left Meeker, she told me she wouldn't marry a man who hadn't at least $1,000. Then she gave me my walking papers. Two hundred dollars in two years,' she said scornfully, as if it were two cents. "'Jimmy Ryan, if you think I'm going to wait ten years for you, you're crazier than I thought.' "'I figured we were in love,' I said. "'I thought—' "'Then you can just quit thinking,' she snapped. "'Takes more than love to live on if you're married to a cowboy making thirty bucks a month.' I couldn't see anything to do but walk out, which was what I did. A new man had come from Denver to work in the bank, and he'd been shining up to Annie. It didn't take any brains to figure out she didn't want to discourage him by having me clutter up her parlor when he came calling. So I guess Annie was smart the same way Barney Logan was. In looking ahead, I mean. I finished my cigarette and tossed the stub into the street. Babe Dode looked at his watch. He ain't showed, Babe said, so I guess it's time to ride. I got into the saddle and we moseyed down the road that became Three Forks Main Street just taking it easy so he wouldn't attract any attention, but I sure didn't have my mind on my business. Thinking of Annie, I couldn't think about anything else. She was little and cute, a decided blonde, and the way she kissed made a fellow think tomorrow was Fourth of July with fireworks and everything. After she tied the can to my tail, I swore I'd dig up the thousand dollars she claimed a man had to have to marry her. I was just about drunk enough to tackle a bank by myself when Barney and Babe showed up, riding south from Wyoming. They bent an ear to my troubles, agreed about women, and said I was a chowder-headed chump to stick around Meeker with Annie sticking her nose in the air every time she walked past me. Better ride along with us, Barney said. There's plenty of big deals that three men can handle, but two can't. This was the big deal he had in mind, I guess. I was to jump the marshal and work him into a fight call him a few names, anything to attract a crowd, while Barney and Babe knocked the bank over. Barney hadn't seen me pull a gun, but it was plain enough he didn't care whether I was fast or not. It amounted to the same thing whichever way it worked out. Any kind of excitement that would create a diversion was all Barney wanted. Barney had been around town enough to size everything up. He said the marshal was a young buck not much older than I was, had a wife and a baby, and the only reason he carried the star was because no one else wanted it, this being a gone-to-seed town not paying enough to keep a good man. According to Barney, the marshal was just a bluff, 
the kind who wore a great sweeping mustache to make him look older and fiercer than he was. A gent of his caliber likes to play big, Barney said. I know the kind. He struts around town wearing a shiny star. He's got a deep voice that sounds like God talking. Every noon he stops at Dolan's bar, has one drink, and talks a few minutes before he goes home. That's when you'll brace him. By the time we got to Dolan's bar, I pretty well had Annie out of my mind and this show-off Marshall in. I stopped and got off my horse in the middle of the street while Babe Dode rode on toward the bank. Barney was already there, leaning against the wall with a cigar in his mouth. I waited until I saw Babe step out of his saddle. I was looking up and down the street as if I was trying to see someone, which I was. The marshal must have got here ahead of me. I pulled my gun and banged away at the sign in front of the saloon, putting a hole right in the middle of the O in Dolan. A man was going into the saloon when I fired. He fell flat.